Uh, a few years ago, um, I think two years ago now, we kind of rebranded our uh, ministry uh, more for the stateside end uh, and renamed it Heart for Mexico here up in the States. Um, we're still La Fuente, still La Fuente Ministries. All of our churches in Mexico are all called La Fuente. Uh, just here in, in the States, when we would come up to preach, we, we, we found a lot of people getting confused. Uh, one, about what does La Fuente mean? We were always explaining that. And then people were asking, well, uh, Nana's house, at the orphanage, they would ask, well, is Nana's house... Is that part of La Fuente? Is that the same thing? And then we have a, a Bible school called Vanguard. Uh, they all have different names. And so people were saying, well, is Vanguard part of La Fuente? Is Vanguard under, under the orphanage? How does that all work? And, and so uh, also our short-term teams, when they would come, they would say, well, well, who are we working with? Are we working with La Fuente? Are we working with Nana's house? So we rebranded everything, and it's just called Heart for Mexico. Uh, the number four is our, uh, our four, what we call our four heartbeats, which is church planting, it's the orphanage, our Bible school, and then short-term teams. And so uh, we're trying to get that out a little bit more, and when people talk about it, it kind of changed that name to Heart for Mexico. So we took over your whole uh, entrance area. I don't know if you guys noticed. Did you see any pictures of Heart for Mexico when you walked in? You can't help but see them. We put them... We strategically place them all over the place, so it doesn't matter if you're on your way to the bathroom, bam, you see pictures of Heart for Mexico. If you're getting coffee, bam, more pictures on your way out the door. Um, we also have pictures. Uh, someone's outside right now putting a Heart for Mexico flyer inside of your car. No, that's not true. But they, we, we have it all over the place. Uh, and on our table... Um, we, there are little bracelets and, and pens that are made by uh, these different indigenous groups that are there. Yes, you can take them, okay? I won't chase you down. We have those there, so you can take them. There's prayer cards. There's different things. Um, I, I, I want to go ahead and say anything on that table like that you can take, but not, not the little puppet. I think just use common sense in that. That you, Yes, you could take the pens, bracelets, prayer cards, uh, stuff like that to just keep us in your prayers. And so uh, I, I want to kind of catch you guys up uh, on what's been happening and what's going on. Uh, it's been um, 15 years now, uh, maybe a little bit more, that you guys have supported us as missionaries. And one, we want to thank you guys uh, for all that you do, and we do love coming here, uh, and we're glad to hear that you guys love having us, that it's a mutual relationship, right? That it's not like we're excited, but you guys are like, oh God, <laughs> here they come again. I'm glad to hear that you guys like having us as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, o- over this time, just kind of, uh, again, to catch you guys up, um, one of the things, kind of some new things that are going to be happening is this year, um, well, just recently, just about a month ago, we uh, added two more churches to our ministry. We have 23 churches now with, uh, that are part of the La Fuente Network. Uh, two of those churches are from Mexicali on the border there of, of uh, Mexico and California, right by Calexico. Um, we've been in a long-term relationship with this, <clears throat> uh, this church there, this ministry. They've come to all of our conferences they come to the church. We go up there. They're actually doing kind of a branch off of our Bible school. And we've just been connected in that way. And finally, just a few months ago, the pastor just came out and said, when can I be a La Fuente church? When can I change my name? When can I? I've been throwing hints at you guys for years that I want to be La Fuente. And, and whatever I have to do, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And so um, <clears throat> we renamed the church up there, La Fuente and uh, we just had our conference before we came up here about two weeks ago, uh, and we called them forward and kind of made it official that those two are now uh, La Fuente churches there in Mexicali. And so, uh, and then this year, actually, when we get back from this trip, uh, kind of middle of May, we will uh, be kind of starting some vision services, I guess I'll call them vision casting for a new church that we want to get started in this town called Santiago, which is an hour north of Tepic. Um, 
It's kind of a, a fishing village there. It's not a very touristy area, but it's, a, it's the second largest city in our state besides Topeka, after Topeka. Uh, so we've been going there with different teams. We've been praying. We've been doing prayer walks and, and what we call spying out the land, just checking things out. We really feel strongly from the Lord that that's the next place to plant uh, the church. And so as soon as we get back, I've, I've, I've told our congregation in Topeka and then some of our other congregations nearby there, anybody you know, anybody, any friends, any family, anybody that you know in the, in the town of Santiago, please let them know we are going to hold, we are, are hosting a dinner night there in Santiago where we're just going to share the vision of, of planting the church. We're going to see who shows up and, and from there we'll just kind of take it and see what happens. So please be praying for us uh, in, in that, new, uh, that new church plant. Uh, the other thing is <clears throat> uh, 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 something good coming out of something bad. Uh, in October of last year, and we do have some pictures out there, uh, Hurricane Willa hit the, our coast, right where we are. Um, and as the hurricane continued up the coast, it dumped a ton of rain on our state, on the state of Nayarit that we're at, and the state of uh, uh, Durango, which is just north of us, north northeast of us. All of that rain started, you know, gathering in the rivers, and the rivers connect to other rivers, and they all flow towards the ocean. And right there um, is a town called Tuxpan, where we have a church. We've had a church for many years now. And it's kind of funny how it works, but right there, the river makes a, 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 almost a 90-degree turn <coughs> going, towards, <coughs> sorry, going towards the ocean. So much water came in 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 such a short period of time, and they even opened up a dam, which caused more water to gather in these rivers, that when it hit Santiago, or I'm sorry, Tuxpan, when it hit that bend, it couldn't go anywhere, and it broke through the wall, uh, the retaining wall, or the levee that's right there at that town of Tuxpan. It, it kind of forms a bowl because of the agricultural fields around there. And so I would say I was on the phone almost the entire time with the pastor there we, uh, uh, while this was happening. In about three hours' time, the entire town of Tuxpan was underwater. Um, every single house, if you didn't have a second floor, a lot of our friends uh, slept on their roofs that night. Um, the ones that did have second floors, they, they, as fast as they could, they got everything up there to the second floor. But from one end of the town to the other end, it was completely underwater. Um, in, in not even an, an exaggeration to say everybody in town lost everything that they had. Uh, people that we know, they lost their cars, their furniture, their things that they've, just family things that they've had collected over the years. And uh, as the water receded, it left mud uh, throughout the entire town. It washed out roads. You couldn't get in or out. And so it was at that time that one of our pastors was at uh, a Starbucks there in Topeka and met a missionary pilot who has been in Topeka for over seven years now. And he talked with me and said, Tony, if you can somehow get the government to clean off a runway, there was a a crop dusting runway that hadn't been used in years. He said, if you can get somebody to clean that off, there's no road going in. I could start flying aid into the town immediately, flying people in there to start shoveling and doing stuff. And so um, he told me, like, I have government connections. I don't, but I somehow, by the grace of God, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't know anybody, you know. But by the grace of God, we found the right people, got the right contacts, and we were able to get um, the, the runway cleared, and we started flying aid in um, immediately to that town. Um, and over time... Uh, you know, since then, we've, I think we've given out over 300 mattresses with another ministry to people there that have lost their stuff. We were sending teams in there to clear out the mud, to clean people's houses. Uh, we cleaned out the church, and the church became a distribution center right away 
where uh, we had clean water. Uh, a, a doctor came in and set up a clean water system there, and so we had people coming in. Uh, the church has grown considerably since that day. Um, we were able to uh, help the pastor. We raised money. I think we raised over $15,000, and we bought the pastor and his wife all new furniture. They lost everything. Um, repainted their house, got stuff done, um, and, you know, we're still helping. It's, it's, it's all cleaned up now, but we're still helping people uh, that have lost stuff there. And so, I mean, it was, it was a tragedy, but God really turned it around uh, to be a true testimony of, I, I think, the church rising up to help people. And we built this relationship with this pilot. And since then, we have been able to fly what this pilot does. He works with UIM Aviation. They fly, we're very close to the Sierra Mountains. We have two indigenous tribes, unreached people groups. There are two unreached people groups in our state. Uh, And he flies up to the mountains to send aid to the missionaries up there. And so we've, we've connected with two churches up in the mountains there that we have been going to. We went as a family not too long ago. I went a couple other times. Uh, they speak a different language. Uh, they do somewhat speak Spanish. I found out, though, I told the pastor that one of the days I was preaching, it's a small congregation. There's about 25 adults there, maybe 20 kids. And I told the pastor, he's like, just preach. And I was like, okay. I said, they? this was while I was there. I said, they all know what I'm saying, right? He's like, they all know. They told me everybody here speaks Spanish. I said, okay, all right, perfect. I said, can you guys stand with me this morning? Everyone sat. Everyone just sat there <laughs> staring with me. And I was like, oh, I, I said, I thought you, you yeah, they totally know what you're saying. And then he says, da, 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 he says it in their language, and, and they all stood up. And I was like, okay. I said, why don't you just translate? Now they all know what you're saying. They totally all know what you're saying. And I said, all right. I said, well, that was just kind of a test, guys. I'm saying all this in Spanish. I said, you know, you guys could sit down now. They all stayed standing. They were just staring at me. And I said, can you please tell them to sit down? And then he, he tells them they all sit down. And so I got up, man, I preached my heart out the two times that I've been there. I don't know if anyone understands what I'm saying, but uh, it's been exciting for us because we've never, we've never broken into that type of ministry, working with indigenous groups there. Uh, and now we have this open door with this pilot. We've built a great relationship with him and his wife and... Uh, So pray for that. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know. We're not looking at making those churches, La Fuente churches at all. It just seems like a a type of ministry that almost we can use, you know, as missionaries, that we can send missionaries from Mexico to them to help minister. So uh, that's kind of some things that are going on. And then if we could put that picture up there, this is the building in Tuxpan that we're building another one of our drone shots. Um, we, this is the town of Tuxpan. This is actually, I think, was taken before the, the flood happened. But, I mean, all of this was underwater. Uh, and right now, we're, we're about right here with this building. One of the good things is, is we were trying to fill in the building with some dirt. We needed dirt, and I was paying truckloads of dirt. And after the flood happened, it was like God just put all the dirt there. So I was like, praise God. Uh, it would be kind of a bad thing. I didn't say that in Tuxpan. I wasn't like, yes, we got dirt in the church now. But we have dirt now in the church. So this year with the teams that come down, I, I, I want to pour the floor, uh, get the concrete floor all poured, just do section by section as the teams come down, the short-term teams come down this summer. And then we're just literally going to pray into place there a roof for that place. Uh, I think with the floor poured and a roof on that place, it's a large building. Um, we'll, we'll be able to start uh, holding services in that building. Right now we're renting kind of a, a, a disco tech place in town. And uh, things are going great. The church has grown through that tragedy. We've seen a lot of people come to the Lord and a lot of people going to church. Uh, but we really need to get, I think we're around 120 people each Sunday. And so we want to get into this building as soon as we can. So um, that's kind of the stuff that's happening. Uh, just to keep us in your prayers, grab a card and uh, pray for us, please. Amen. Uh, let me share with you guys a word this morning in Proverbs 3, uh, 5 through 6. It says, I think a lot of you guys know this verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. 
in all your ways, submit to him. In some versions, it says acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time that we have here. The honor and privilege it is to come here and share your word, Lord. I pray that you um, open up our hearts and, and prepare our minds to receive this word this morning. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Um, just by raising your hands, how many of you guys, you know that verse, you're familiar with that verse in Proverbs, maybe you have it on a, on a picture there in your house or something, but um, it, it, it teaches us and it shows us to trust in the Lord, which I, I think a number of us do, I hope all of us do, and it says to lean not on your own understanding, but to acknowledge him in all that we do, and he will make our path straight, and I love this verse. I, I live by this verse. Um, I think we do ministry by this verse. I, I have to trust in God. I have to. I, I don't know what's going to happen, how we're going to do stuff. I have to trust in God in all that we do. Um, and, 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 and I do. I, I, I honestly do. But I have days and I have had moments, like Pastor Bob said, I, I've been in Mexico now for 20 years. And, and so I, I have good times and bad times. But I also have these days or these times where I, I, I deal with this. And I'm just going to say it and some of you guys will know what I'm saying. Um, I, I have this, okay, God is good today. I trust in the Lord right now with what's happening. But what about tomorrow? What, what if tomorrow's harder? What, what if, I mean, I know some of you guys watch the news and we kind of figure out the weather, you know, and we prepare for the next day, right? Well, what if this happens? Uh, and, and we're always thinking, we're always preparing for different situations, uh, I, I, did it snow up here too last Saturday? That's my wife's fault. That's Asusena's fault. Just so you guys know. She said, at some point when we were packing, she said, how should I pack? I said, well, it's spring. Just, I don't know, just, just pack. It's a, and she said, what if it snows? And I said, it's not going to snow. And then she said, oh, it would be so neat to see snow one more time. It really would. So that was a, this prophetic declaration by accident. I don't know. It would be so neat to see snow. And then my kids were like, oh, it'd be so neat to see snow. And I'm like, we're not going to see snow. We're literally landing on, we landed on April 28th, okay, just last Saturday in the middle of a snowstorm at O'Hare Airport. I mean, it was snowing, like a lot of snow. And everybody, uh, she was like, hey, we saw snow again. So, but again, we, we look ahead and we go, okay, I'm going to prepare for this. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. So I think throughout this, just this year, God has really been dealing with me personally with, with that of, well, God, what, what about tomorrow? What if, what if tomorrow is not as good as today? What if I can't tomorrow? I know I can make it today, but I don't know if I can make it tomorrow. And so it says here in Exodus chapter 16, this is a story that we see of the people of Israel after they left Egypt under the leadership of Moses. God saved them and they, they saw miracles. They saw miracles in, in Egypt with the plagues and how God protected them. They saw a miracle with the Red Sea being parted and they went through as the Egyptian army was closing in behind them and then the sea closed on top of the army and God saved them. They saw that with their very eyes. And then they saw this cloud that covered the sun during the day and they saw a pillar of fire at night as they went through the wilderness, as they went through the desert and but they did. They got hungry and they got tired and they, they did complain. And at one point they said, we need food. We, 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 we need to eat. And there was probably over a million people, as some theologians think. And so Moses calls out to God and God says, I'm going to send some food. And, but these are your instructions. And that's where we're going to start. It says, that evening, verse 13, <clears throat> a vast number of quail flew in and covered the camp and The next morning, the area around the camp was wet with dew. 
When the dew evaporated, a flaky substance as fine as frost blanketed the ground. The Israelites were puzzled when they saw it and said, What is it? They asked each other. They had no idea what it was, and Moses told them, It is food. It is the food that the Lord has given you to eat. Now he says, These are the instructions. Each household should gather as much as it needs. Pick up two cords for each person in your tent. So the people of Israel did as they were told, and some gathered a lot, and some only a little. But when they measured it out, everyone had just enough. Those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Each family had just what it needed. And then Moses told them, do not keep any of it until the morning. And some of them did. Some of them didn't listen. And if you go on to read this portion of scripture, it says those that kept something until the morning, in the morning it was rotten and it was filled with maggots and it was no good. They couldn't even use it. And I think this is something here, and if you're taking notes, you can write this down. It's a very simple statement here, but God knows what we need exactly when we need it, and he does everything in his perfect timing. God knows exactly what we need and when we need it, and he does everything in his perfect timing. My first point, I want to talk about our dependence on God, that he's made us to depend on him. And and, and I think that's why he gave these specific instructions that I'm going to do this every single day. And and I, I want to kind of get on these people a little bit. Like, why did you save food? There was a specific instruction. Do not save any of it. This is what you have to do. You have to gather it. And it says some gathered a lot, but they had just the perfect amount, and some gathered a little. But in the end, they all have the perfect amount. And then Moses said, everybody, listen up. The Lord says, do not save any of it until tomorrow. I would have been that group. That saves some. I'll just be honest with you. (laughs) I don't know. Some of you guys are with me here. Maybe I'm the only one. But I I, would have been, I probably would have been like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Moses. But what about tomorrow? What if we don't have enough tomorrow? What if... What if there's not this manna, is that, 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 what is it is actually the word manna. Well, there's not this manna in the morning. And I could only, I could imagine the conversation I have with Asusena. Well, we're going to save some. Tony, no. Moses said that we shouldn't save it. And I would have said something like, submit, woman. The Bible says so. I'm just imagining, I don't know if I would have said that, but maybe in my fake scenario right now. Submit, woman, we're saving this manna, okay, until tomorrow. Because what if there's not any? And then in the morning when it was all rotten, I could just see her like, I told you so. But I, 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 God did this because he was teaching the people. I mean, if they had all, not already seen God's hand in so many things, he was still taking them through a process of teaching them, you guys depend on me completely every single day. Those ones that were, that were gathering for the next day were in a sense... Going, okay, God, I, I depend on you today, but what if you're not there for me tomorrow? I, I, I can now, I have a reserve. I could depend now on my reserve. I could depend now on my special bank account. I could depend now on my abilities. I could depend now on my strength. I could depend on my wisdom because what if your wisdom isn't there for me tomorrow? What if your provision, I know you provided today, but what if it's not there tomorrow? So I'm going to keep some and God wants us to depend on him daily for our daily needs. When he taught his disciples to pray, He said, when you guys pray, this is in Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you do pray, I want you to pray like this. And he wasn't teaching, you're going to have to just repeat this every single time. He was saying, this is a way to pray. This is a, these are the things you should pray about. And he says, you know, basically, first of all, this recognition, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Then that recognition of the kingdom, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he says, I want you guys to pray this. Give us today. Everybody say today. Give us today our daily bread. We, we can't have yesterday's bread because that was yesterday's bread. And we obviously can't have tomorrow's bread because tomorrow's not there yet. So our prayer should be, give us today our daily bread. Give us today what we need. And I'm sharing this with you guys because this is something that, again, God is, and I'm going to use the word reminding me. Because I, I know this, and I've, I've preached it, and I have lived it. But I still have those days where I save a little manna. I, I, I have them. I'm just telling you guys. I, I, I have those days that I just, even after I've seen God's provision, even after I've had manna that has maggots in it in the morning, I still do that. And God's showing me, Tony, your, your, your dependence is on me 100%. He made us. He made us that way. Do you know that? God made us to depend on him for everything. He's the creator. We're the creation. And he's not diff, like distant from us. He's involved in our everyday lives. And we're made to interact with him in that way. His names show our dependence on him, and I love it. His names in the Old Testament, when he would introduce himself to different people at different times throughout the Old Testament, his names meant, you guys depend on me. All of his names of Jehovah, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord is our righteousness. Do you guys know there is no righteousness outside of Jesus Christ? Me and you cannot be righteous without Jesus. It's literally impossible. He even says at one point, your righteousness is like filthy rags. You can't do it, even on your good day. You can't be righteous without me. We depend on him. He's our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is our healer. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord is my banner. We sing about that in worship. The Lord goes before me. I don't have to worry about tomorrow because Jehovah Nisi, he's gone before me. My future is in his hands, so I'm going to live today because my God has gone before me. Are you with me? Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. He provides for me on a daily basis. Then he says, the great I am. I am who I am. That's my name. What's your name? It's I am. You are what? I am. I am what you need me to be. (laughs) I am the bread of life. I am your daily bread. I am your shepherd. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am your healer. I am your provider. What do you need today? I am. God just knows. (laughs) He made us that way. But there's still so many of us that go, but, but, okay, but what about, what about tomorrow? And I want you guys to know, this is my second point, that we will always have enough. Say it out loud. I'll always have enough. Just say it out loud. I'll always have enough. We always will have enough. And it's very easy to think that we may not have enough for tomorrow. So, so what we do is this many times. The portion that was given to us for today, we don't use all of it. It's not that, it's not that we're necessarily saving it for tomorrow. We just think, well, what if it runs out? So I won't use the full portion that I have for today. But now, now we get into this problem. We don't have enough. We're not using that portion for today. Because we're nervous. We walk in this grace that God gave us for today, we walk in it very cautiously. The peace that God gives us for today, we don't live in that peace. We don't fully accept that peace because, well, I, I need to reserve some of it for tomorrow. Now, thinking about it in this sense, what if every day you guys woke up 
and your gas tank was on full again. Wouldn't that be awesome? Would you, would you think about driving? Would you think about the way you use gasoline differently? If every single day you just had a new tank, you didn't even go to the gas station, it was just there? Would you think about driving differently? Yes or no? You'd plan your trips differently. You'd live your life differently. You would do things. You wouldn't look down. How many of you guys, you're like me, you look down a lot at the gas, at the gas gauge. You're just kind of looking, you know, and, 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 and how many of you guys in, in, in your marriage, you've had arguments about the gas? Some of you. Come on, raise your hands. We love you. We love you. It's okay. Just me and us are saying this. She's the only one that raised her hand. Liars! <laughs> Liars! How many of you guys, you've done that, all right? This is a participation exercise here. You've, you've had the red light on, but you know your car. You're like, oh, I know my car. Yeah? You, you've had that right. Oh, I got 20 miles left. I heard, I've heard people say that. Like, they'll, they'll, let us, they'll lend us their car, and I'll be like, oh, hey, there's the red lights. Oh, yeah, you got like 25 miles. Like, okay, when did the light go on? No, you're fine. You know, like, yeah, it went on 24 miles ago. <laughs> but and then they go, I, I know my car. It's, it's, it's fine. But then you, you, you drive differently. You drive with this reserve of like, well, all right, I don't know. I don't get paid until the end of, uh, till the, end of the month or this is going to happen. And maybe we can't do this trip or we can't do there. There's, there's this idea. Well, I'm not going to use all of this because what if, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But then it would be supernaturally amazing. Like, okay, every single day I have a new tank of gas. Wow. You would definitely live your life differently. Now think about the grace of God. His mercies are new every morning. His grace is new every morning. His peace and his strength. You're going to wake up tomorrow and there's going to be manna again out there. And there's going to be just enough for what you need. And you guys over here, maybe you need a different portion than what I need. You're going through something different than what I'm going through. And and you guys are going through something different. And and you may have gathered little, but it says here, those that gathered little had just enough. They had just what they needed. And those that gathered a lot at the end, they had just what they needed. It says here, the Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much and some little, but when they measured it by the omer, when they measured it out, the one who gathered much didn't have too much. And the one who gathered a little, he didn't have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. And I don't know what you need this morning. God does, and he gives you the perfect amount for your situation and for your need. Again, God gives everything in his perfect timing in the portion that we need. Grace is something to me, it's, 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 it is literally the most amazing thing that I think I somewhat understand, but yet I don't. <laughs> the, the, uh, 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 one definition of grace is just the ability, the ability to do something. Um, People up here on this stage, they have grace to lead worship. They have grace to play an instrument. Um, God's given them that grace. If I ask some of you, well, can you go play the guitar? You don't have that grace. And it would be a disaster. Okay? Um, There's times in our life, I think, that we all need different portions of grace. I've, I've always been amazed that people who have lost family members how God gives them the grace to get through these hard times. That you, you see them and you go, how are they doing that? I, I wouldn't be able to do that. And don't, don't say that. You don't know. God gave them a special grace that, that you don't necessarily need. But the grace that you need, God gives you that portion. And he always gives us the perfect amount every single time. Use it all. (laughs) Don't walk with reserve. God, I need grace for today, for today's situations. And God does that. He gives you the amount that you need. A lady in the first service as we were leaving, she shared with me and she hugged me. She said, thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that message. She said, I'm a living testimony. Everything you said, I've lived it. 
He said, I lost three family members, my first husband and my son and somebody else within a three-year period of each other. I've had cancer five different times and God's healed me all five times. She said, I don't have much in my 401k, but God always provides what I need, when I need it, in every single moment of my life. She said, I'm a living testimony of what you preach today. And I'm just, I'm amazed. I'm blown away by it. We have all these backups. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't have a, don't have a retirement account and don't think about that and don't plan for the future. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't worry about it. Because you go, well, well how am I going to make it? I'm barely making it now. How am I going to make it then? Well, the barely that you're making it now, you're making it. God's giving you the grace to do it and God will give you the grace for the future. I've seen it. I've seen it, guys, time and time again. God's provision in, 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 in measurements. I, 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 that I go, I don't, I don't know how we're going to make it. We've seen it. We've fed, we have fed tons of people before on a small amount of food. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to get weird or, or nothing, but I do believe God has supernaturally multiplied food before our eyes many, many times. And, and, and it wasn't how I imagined. I wasn't there with loaves and fishes like, Lord bless this, you know. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if we're going to make it. And the people that are serving the food, it just keeps coming. And I've had people, oh yeah, you're just serving smaller portions. Well, I don't know. I don't believe that. I believe we're serving the exact amount that those people need and that amount just keeps coming out. I've seen it. I've seen the long lines of people and go, how are we going to do this? I met with a priest one time. He was mad at me. I met with him because we were planting a church in this town and these people were marching in the streets. And so I met with the Catholic priest to just say, hey, can you, can you chill out a little bit? That was what I was thinking in my head, but I, I didn't say that. But I, I was, man, chill your Catholicism down a little bit, okay? We're going to plant this church here. And so he, he told me something. He said, you bother me. He said, I, 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 I think I like you, but you bother me. You bother me because people have come here before trying to put in an evangelical church, and every single time they leave, he said, there's something about you. I feel like you're not going anywhere. We had that conversation over 15 years ago. We have an awesome church in that town. He said, the other, I, I, the other thing that bothers me is, he said, how is it possible that every Saturday you guys come here and you give out pancakes and coffee and you feed like 50 kids and you feed adults and people coming through there. How are you possibly doing that? Where do you get all that money? I'm like, I don't, it's just pancakes, first of all. I don't know. We buy one bag in Sam's Club. I don't know. It's that, the portion. But we, every single time we've done those, we just always have enough. I've seen it. I've seen God do that. So I want to encourage you guys today, just as that lady encouraged me this morning, telling me that, she said, I, I, I don't have much in, 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 our, in the 401k, but she said, it, it, and, and we kind of live, she told me this, she said, we, we kind of live paycheck to paycheck, but we always have enough, and we always have enough to give. And she said, when I, when I sit down and I, I do the math and everything, it doesn't work out. But every single time, we always have enough. We believe in a supernatural God. Somebody needs this this morning. You're working numbers. You're thinking about the future. Is it going to snow? Is it, do I bring a coat? What do I do? I don't know. I don't have that answer. What I do have is that tomorrow morning, when you wake up, there will be a full tank of grace, the amount that you need for tomorrow. So use everything that God gave you. Use it today. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, this is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And then you jump to verse 19, which is a verse that we all know. It says, and my God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. 
You need peace, he will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. You need grace, he will pour out grace upon you in the amount that you need according to his riches and glory. You need strength, you need provision, you need guidance, you need wisdom. I need wisdom for today, I don't need wisdom for tomorrow, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. God gives me wisdom to make decisions today for today. And tomorrow when I wake up, I'll have more wisdom. Are you with me? And the last point here is to live in the present. And I think this is kind of funny the way I I live and maybe what God has been showing me since the beginning of the year. That God's designed us in a sense to live moment to moment. And I'm not talking about barely getting by. I'm not talking about a just enough mentality. But I'm, I'm talking about God has showed us throughout his whole word. We don't have to, yesterday. We, we don't. It's, it's in the past. We can't live with regret. We can't live thinking of the should have, would have, could have. I should have done this. I, I could have done this better. Oh, if I only saved. Oh, if I only would have done this. Oh, if I would have made this decision. Maybe if we wouldn't have had this maybe if we didn't buy this property maybe if we and and we can live there but it's pointless i talked with a a couple just recently they're struggling with their their son i i i I believe with my whole heart their their child just believed a lie from the enemy and and they're they're really going through a hard time in this with what happened there And, and i talked with the father and I prayed with him and, and, and he kept saying it as we talked. Maybe if we would have done this, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe if we didn't go here, maybe if I would have spent more time, maybe if I would have, maybe if I, and, and, and I told him at one point, I really felt from the Holy Spirit and I'm not always like this, but I, I said, stop. Stop saying that. I feel that the Holy Spirit showed me that that's the same lie, the same lie that your child believed. It's in a different form, but it smells the same. <laughs> it looks very similar, this lie, that now you're falling into it. That's in the past, but you have today. You, you, you could have, you should have, all, all of that. All it's going to cause is bitterness. All it's going to cause is regret and remorse. And, 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 and the devil's destroying your son, and now he wants to destroy you guys. And we need to take captive right now every single thought, and I prayed with him. Because he's also struggling, well, what if this happens in the future? And what if this? And, and that's when I saw just this message here being lived out before me in the life of another person. I said, you don't have that. You don't know. So let's pray for today. And God's going to give you the strength. God's going to give you the wisdom as a parent today. That's what we have. Live in the present. Hebrews 4.16, it says, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us. And it says there, in our time of need. I love that we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, but then he says, I will give you grace, I will give you mercy in your time of need. Our times of needs. I mean, one, it's all the time, but the portion that we need, it's all different. I I don't know what you guys are going through, but God knows and he knows the portion that you need for today. And it's funny that I'm even preaching this because of how I live. And and again, I think this is why God has been showing this to me. But last last year in November, this guy gave me a, a, a devotional book. And it's a daily devotional book. And I've kind of done things different every year of how I maybe spend time with the Lord. And we've read through the Bible and we are all grabbed different portions of Scripture. Just I thought, oh, I'm going to do this devotion. This 2019, I'm going to do a daily devotion. And that's, that's hard for me to just to have a book and to not read the whole thing. You know, it's, you just read one day. 
That's kind of annoying. But not only that, is this daily devotion book, the whole, the whole premise, the whole thing is each devotion is about that day. It's about today. No matter where you look at it, every single devotion is focused on today. Focus on, that's, that's, that's the whole kind of point of there's, there's men devotional books and there's marriage devotional books and for kids. And this one is about, it might even be called devotions for today, something like that. But the reason I know this, and I'm so embarrassed to say this to you guys is because I already read through the devotional book. Because I, I thought, like I read January 1st, and I was like, oh, this is so good. It's about today. Lord, bless, th- bless this day. And then I was like, what if tomorrow's not as good of a devotion? I better read it. So I read January 2nd, but it was January 1st. And I was like, oh, man, that's good. I, I, I don't know. I didn't really need that. But it was good. And then I read January 3rd and I was like, oh yeah, that's good. I don't know. I didn't really need that, but it wasn't January 3rd. And so actually I think today's preaching is out of July 22nd, (laughs) but God has been showing me, Tony, live in the present, live in today. I am your daily bread. Pray for today and for today's bread. And and it's awesome to anticipate great things in the future. I look by faith. I look to the future. but And there's no guarantee of anything. I don't know. Today's grace is for today's struggles. And when tomorrow comes, you will have enough grace for tomorrow's struggles. And I love here, and I'm going to close with this, in in, in Matthew 6. If you guys read Matthew chapter 6, it's about... One, it's about prayer, but it's also about worry. That's where he teaches his disciples to pray, but then he says to them, do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about what you will eat and what you will drink and what you will wear. And I, I know we've all read that or we've heard that in some form or another. And, and there's one verse, though, in this that I've always struggled with. And, and I, I'm, I maybe still, I don't get it. One day in heaven, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll get it, but it, it's, it's, it's almost humorous to me what's in there because it's saying, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You, you get this sense like everything's going to be okay. But then he says in verse 34, therefore do not worry after everything he said about worry. Then he sums it up and he says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And you're like, oh, thanks. God? I mean, this is literally in the Bible. You're like, oh, it's just not, you you would think you'd be like, no, tomorrow's going to be better. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's even going to be better. It's going to be better than today. But he doesn't say that. He's like, well, we'll worry about today. Worry about today's struggles. I'm giving you grace for today. And who knows, tomorrow might be worse. (laughs) It's kind of what it says. It's like, God's like, you're like, God, what, what about tomorrow? He's like, I don't know. Might even, might even be worse than today. And you're just like, oh, okay, it's just not what I was expecting because you're God. He's like, hey, tomorrow's going to have its own troubles. It might even be worse than today's troubles. But I will give you grace for tomorrow's troubles. But I will give you strength. Don't, don't worry about it. It may be worse. You're like, how can it get any worse? I don't know. It might be worse. But I'll give you enough grace for tomorrow's struggles when tomorrow's struggles come. Because if, if there are more than today's struggles, your grace from today isn't going to be enough. So I, I'm going to give you new grace and I'm going to give you new peace. The peace that you had today that transcends all, under, all understanding. Well, tomorrow you might need a whole different type of peace. You might need different strength. And, and I'm going to give you tomorrow's portion tomorrow. And you could read tomorrow's devotion tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Because each day brings its own struggles. Amen. Could you guys stand with me? How many of you are receiving something this morning? Oh, two people. 
Two people. You're like, we just want our pens in the back. Can you hurry up? (laughs) I believe that there's a million things, guys, that we we don't know. Uh, I, I mean, we just don't. We don't know what the doctor is going to say to us in that phone call that we're expecting. We don't know. We do not know if there's going to be an accident. That's why they're called accidents. We don't know how that test result is going to come out. We don't know about those due dates if we're, all, if we're going to have it all ready. We don't know about our families and, and, and difficult maybe talks that some of you need to have with people at your work or family members or different things and we get so worked up about it we get so nervous what am I going to say to them how how am I going to do this what if they tell me this and what if and and so not only are you living in these regrets from the past well I could have done this or I should have done this but we also have in our vocabulary we have the well what if well but what if this happens and what if that and 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 I'm, I'm telling you guys we cannot live there we just we can't we live in today today has enough struggles of its own but you have enough grace for today and on the mission field God has given us grace we've seen time and time again his perfect measurement poured out to us Lord we thank you this morning we thank you for this word I don't know where everybody's at this morning I don't know what they're going through but I do know that you know exactly what's happening and you know the exact amount that each and every person needs and it doesn't matter those that gather little or those that gather a lot it's the exact amount that they need for today Lord we lift our hands to heaven this morning and we just say Lord pour out your perfect measurement upon me upon what I need maybe it's grace maybe it's peace maybe it's love towards somebody that's been difficult to love and and I've reserved that. Lord, let your love flow through me to love others. Your mercies are new every morning. Your forgiveness, your grace, Lord, pour that upon us this morning. And I pray for each and every person here, those that have been worrying about the future, those that have lived in regrets from the past. I pray right now, we we, we put all of that on the altar this morning. We put it on the altar of sacrifice. And we say, Lord, our past is in your hands and our future is in your hands. And we're going to live for today in this moment. We love you, Jesus, with all of our hearts. And we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.